TikTok. Hey, Shay, where'd you learn how to do that? On on TikTok? On TikTok. On TikTok? What a, what a wonderful application. So, Shay, we're here today to talk about the wonders of the internet. TikTok will be one of the things that we are covering. Uh, and, you know, we've had a lot of fun facts on the show recently. And, uh, you know, I think it's a little bit uh, too much for our listeners. Um, mentally, cognitively, I don't think they can handle it. Um, I worry that we're overloading them with information and it's hurting their brains. Steam is coming out of their ears like a Woody Woodpecker cartoon. So I thought today we would go with a regular fact. Uh, I thought a regular fact would be the best bet. Are you ready for one of those? Can you? Do you think you can supply that with me? So this is a fact that's not fun, is what you're saying. It's just, a, it's, an, it's your average run-of-the-mill fact. It's like, a, it's like a multiple choice test on the FCAT, so... A lot of people get really homesick for those. I figured I would I would drum one up. You're really selling it to me hard, Ian. I'm in. Let's do it. Okay. All right. Uh, you know, TikTok is, I, I think, maybe one of the marvels of the modern world. Um, we definitely know uh, our previous social media applications. You know, we all know Tom of MySpace. We we miss and love him dearly. We all revile, uh, you know, lizard man himself, Mark Zuckerberg. Um I can't think of any other social... And then there's the, you know, who could forget the, the Wright brothers who invented Instagram. And uh, I'm just wondering if, you know, you know maybe that's a better uh, cold open question. Actually, I'm switching it mid-game. Who, inv- who the fuck invented Instagram? Uh, I don't know the guy's name. Yeah, I don't either. That wasn't my cold open, so... Uh, well, you never promised... You never said it was going to be fun. So... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Certainly. It's just a fact. You know, no one, no one, uh, for, not for nothing, no one can say I'm not honest. All right? Yeah. All right, everybody. This has been Cold Open, brought to you by Camfrey Education. Without further ado and without any resolution to the question, let's go ahead and start the show. Welcome to Camp Free Education, an immersive boot camp into the world we thought we knew. We are your hosts, Ian and Shay, inviting you to join us for today's sleepover, TikTok Mansion, but bad. <laughs> All right, and for everybody who was on the edge of their seats going, well, gee whiz, Ian, who is the guy that invented Instagram? Because none of us wanted to know, but now we're going to. It's Kevin Systrom, or Systrom, however you want to pronounce his name, frankly, I do not care. Just a quick question, actually, before we begin. I'm curious now. If you had to rate or rank all of like the social media from best to worst or worst to best, uh, what what would you put? Like, where would you put everything? What, what would you organize? Right. Well, I guess what in, on, in for under what characteristics? Like, like how much I like them? Okay, let's do let's do two. Let's do how much you like them, and then let's also do in terms of how detrimental they are to society generally. Fuck, man, are any of them good for society? I'm sh- the, like, you know, there's good and bad with everything, right? Like, nothing, nothing is like purely bad. All right, except for Hitler and the Holocaust. I, I, I hate, you know, you got to make the disclaimer, but you know, you don't want that actually, actually guy coming up. Actually, do you know the Holocaust was very bad? All right, uh, it's going to go YouTube, Instagram, no, YouTube. What do you like? You're going with like? I'm going with like at the top. YouTube is okay. number one. I'm going to go with, f- fuck. No, I don't want to go with Facebook. I guess it's Instagram number two. I hate that answer. It's such a big divide between YouTube and Instagram, like already. So it's, 
a steep drop off. It's, it's not steep. just. It's not just like. It's not even close. It's like uh, YouTube is over in Europe, and then like Facebook is is like a satellite somewhere orbiting the Earth. <laughs> yeah, and then yeah, then it's Facebook, it's uh, Instagram, Twitter, and then TikTok, and last, I think. So you hate Instagram more than Facebook? Or these are likes. These are yeah, no. That that question stands. You like Instagram more than Facebook? I use Instagram more than Facebook, so I think like de facto, I have to like it more right well you you said uh you said youtube facebook insta twitter fuck dude it's that stroke that i'm having (laughs) (laughs) uh i don't know man um yeah whatever i said whatever stroke shay said that's what i'll go with (laughs) okay um so here's yeah okay right off the bat i have an interest or a a follow-up i is youtube a social networking platform I don't know. I mean, that, like that—that that is like the the one question that I was hoping you wouldn't ask me. But I, <laughs> I, I guess it's. I think it is. I think like you can't get away from. Um, you can't. I don't know. Like, I feel like it always gets lumped in there. Does it not? You know, what? I I don't know. I think you're right, but I don't think of it as like a social media platform because like what's the the whole purpose of like social media is to connect, and I think the purpose of YouTube is just to get cussed at in comments, mm. like. I guess you're I've right. Heard, you don't have like a you don't really have like a social profile on YouTube. Yeah. Okay. Well, then. All right. New answer. I hate them all <laughs> equally. Fascinating. What uh is is there one that you think you know? What, actually, I think that's too easy. I think I think everybody would would be inclined to say it's Facebook. I think they would all agree that Facebook is is the worst because I think Facebook was maybe single hand. Facebook and Twitter could be tied in terms of the events that led to the Capitol riot on January sixth. Honestly, man, I think TikTok is worse than both of them. Uh, I think it's just that, like... Really? Oh, yeah. I think TikTok is way worse than both of them. Um, I mean, I think, like, neither of them are... None of them are good. But, yeah, I think TikTok is worse by far. Why? Okay, interesting. Why? Well, and I mean, I guess all of the fucking Chinese spy shit, like, aside, I think it's, like, it's the one that's, like, most algorithmically, like, just, like, hijacking basic human psychology to, like... And, like, it does it to children. And I think that's why it's the worst. Just out of curiosity, does like the Chinese spy stuff bother you more than the American spy stuff? Like, like we're it, allowed to spy on ourselves. China can't spy on us. I honestly kind of, yeah. I mean, I think it, it's it's worse to have like an authoritarian leader from another country dictating us. Like, at least here we have like... Keep an eye on how we dance. <laughs> <laughs> I think like the facade, at least, of like a, a democratic society is better than just like knowing outright that there's just like pure authoritarianism mm -hmm. yeah like no i just want to know where you are i want to know who you know i want to know what you like i want to know everything about you so that when the invasion comes i'll know where to find you (laughs) (laughs) they're gonna be sorely disappointed they're like sir none of the dancers are putting up a fight i think we've invaded the wrong town (laughs) yeah exactly all right which one do you think is worse so you think it's instagram uh i would say facebook i would say facebook facebook uh, uh, Facebook was the worst just in terms of like the the way it's completely melted the brains of our parents generation uh Mm. like like badly in terms of the fact that it's basically just become like pure propaganda that's probably helped facilitate and usher in like uh, an era of like fascism 2.0 in in the states Mm. um because like I think like the largest voting block now believes in fucking lizard people, probably largely in part due to Instagram, uh, due to fu- fucking Facebook. Yeah. So so yeah, like sure, like China is spying on us, but like we're we're actively shooting ourselves in the foot. You know, like they're just like, what are they doing? Destroying themselves. I, I mean, I don't <laughs> think TikTok is just standing idly by. TikTok participates. There's QAnon on TikTok. 
You know what I mean? It's not like that's, it's that's true. Yeah, it's not like TikTok's like ha ha QAnon over there. No, <laughs> there's definitely QAnon TikTokers. Uh, God, that's fucking fascinating. I I haven't even thought about that. What's well, like exciting? It's interesting to talk about this, uh, almost in like a meta way because I know that we're going to be getting on TikTok pretty soon. So uh, we've got like uh, Shay and I found this very interesting article. Um, kind of like it, it's basically, and it's uh, the reason I think it's so interesting too. It's because it's like a millennial guy with what I feel is like a very boomer mindset living amongst these like tiktokers these like gen z kids in this fucking mansion in los angeles as fire season rain like rains around them and like ashes rain from the sky so just in terms of like the 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 uh, like lo- the location the imagery there's a lot going on here that's like super fucking interesting before we dive into that though it has been a week since shay and i saw each other i do have some random just tidbits of uh, like nuggets of information that i wanted to run by you and get your thoughts on um, I thought you would like this one. I thought this one would be, be right up your alley as uh, just like, I think my most vocally porno positive friend. Um, I okay. saw that according to the Journal of Sex Research, um, which I know you're subscribed to. I've seen that your sure. copies at home. Yeah. Uh, apparently the, the JSR. People... <laughs> Very JSR, bathroom <laughs> reading material and more. Yeah, yeah. Uh, apparently, according to this, people who support a ban on pornography tend to hold more sexist views about women. Generally, consuming pornography or supporting legal pornography, and that part was a little like, like I hate that they had to include that, um, was either non-predictive of sexism or predicted lower sexism. And uh, does that, I, I don't know, does that surprise you or is that just very much like, <laughs> of course? I feel like, yeah, it's the snarky, of course. Like, it's like a sex-negative culture that is like typically more like socially conservative. I assume more likely religious that there's like no like jesus said you shouldn't fornicate on saturdays without the little hole in the sheet or whatever <laughs> those people <laughs> the <believe>. walls of <laughs> jericho so like yeah uh, so i think yeah i mean that, that scans that scans pretty and honestly because i like considering myself to be sex positive i'm like of course i hold less sexist views right yeah, yeah. i guess i i guess my question was like you know because there's so much porn and it's just like you know i think part of me thinks that like what kind of porn people did they talk to i mean did they talk to like like i i don't know and i know that you you hate the distinction between like quote unquote like normal porn versus like because you think all porn is normal right like your stance is like all porn is normal end of discussion (sighs) i don't know if i would say that that absolutely (laughs) i'm glad i clarified (laughs) yeah i don't think i'd say all porn is the same but i'd say like most porn like i think like yeah like everyone has a kink you know, and so like, don't kink yeah. shame and like that kind of shit. But I don't, yeah, I mean, there's still a certain kind of porn that is like not okay. Obviously, like porn, like as you kind of alluded to, that is not legal for for whatever reason. That's I'm obviously. Inc- uh, for, yeah, for, for the sake of this conversation, like the, the non-legal porn, we're not even, we're talking, not even talking about talking the about non-legal it. porn. We're putting it in a corner. We are locking it in a box. We are throwing it into the ocean. We don't want to see the non-legal porn. Mm. We don't want to talk the, about the law, non-legal porn. We know that TikTok is watching us. We know that China is waiting in the wings. Um, you will not catch us, G. You will not catch us. Um, yeah, but like, I, like, I, I don't know. Because, like, I feel like they're just talking about, like, like I don't know. Like, have you ever seen X art? Do you know this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do yeah, know it's like the, it's like the really sensual porn. They're mm-hmm. like, I love you, Jerry. 
And then they, you know, it's they're like, ooh, yeah, music oh. for like two minutes, and then the music just slowly fades out, and you're like, where the oh, music? Oh yeah, at? I like the I like the fade out music. Oh, I'm do like, you? This I'm is like, nice. I'm like, either have the music on the whole time, or like, don't like slowly. <laughs> I don't want to like slowly hear slurping noises. Like, I either want it from the beginning, or I don't want it at all. <laughs> Why? Why is like the this set like the gradual crescendo of the slurping noise disturbing to you? It's just as opposed to starting with the slurp. I just feel like I mean I don't listen. I'm for I'm pro slurp for the record like for, keep we're gonna slurp start from the beginning with slurp you're but gonna slurp just slurp <laughs> i don't want to have a trade-off between like weird ambient royalty free music and then slurping like it's like i don't think it should be an either or i think we should combine the two and 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 time it right like i mean we have you have porn editors for a reason they should go in there and they should crescendo the song with the the sexual climax of whatever video you're watching and i just i don't know it feels like lazy editing is actually i think my critique i think okay i've got a couple thoughts on the noise immediately <laughs> all right what if hear me out what if they incorporated the music and the slurp like what if it was like dun 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 would you be into that yes <laughs> okay yes i would um and then no music no music at all okay. um and then when the man uh climaxes you know what no i'm gonna be i'm gonna be ultra sex positive when the woman climaxes, they play uh, what's that one song like? Isn't that's Ode to Joy by Beethoven? Right? <laughs> oh, wow, look at you go. I'm Let's pretty, go ahead and play I'm, that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it is. Let's incorporate that. Let's incorporate that into the episode. <laughs> Let's do it. Um, for sure. And when the man comes, I just want a kazoo. I want a kazoo to like. <laughs> Uh, okay, cool. That's why, why do you want that? <laughs> that's, I guess, the question. I, because I'm sex positive, because I'm a feminist. All right. Oh, that's why you want I, the I feel like this is masochism. You're just like, <laughs> you're like, I want to imagine that that man had a terrible orgasm. <laughs> Give the man the kazoo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you want to be like, I'm the one with a terrible orgasm. I'm the one humming a kazoo. You know what I'm thinking of? You know, the, I, my, my stepdad told me this years ago that. Uh, <laughs> you were going to say something that like when my stepdad and I were watching porn together. No, well, it's, it's almost as bad. Uh, he told me that uh, an old fashioned term for a blow job was a hummer. Have you ever heard that? Oh yeah, I've I've or definitely a hum heard job. of that. Yeah, I had never heard of that before. And I guess like the joke is that they're humming while they blow you and it's like some kind of extra vibration pleasure. Is that like I'm, I've heard of that and I heard the song that they hum is I don't want to work. <laughs> what song is that? You don't know, I don't I don't want to work. I just want to lay in my what? bed all day. How do you not know? <laughs> I don't know. No, I, are you making this up? Is this really like a rumor you've heard? Or is this like part of no, the, no, the, the uh, lore? Okay. Uh, do they actually hum the I don't want to work song? No, the, I made that up. That okay. is a lie. That is a uh, lie I, I made up. All right, well, that makes now. more sense. I was like, all right, if this is a bit, then okay, I get it. If this is like really a thing, like, you know how they have like the, God, what are these other ones? Like, I remember like there were all these terrible like air quote sex position stuff that you would do like uh, that people would talk about in middle school like oh you remember like the angry pirate that's where you like you have sex with the girl and then like on the beach and then you pull out dick uh dip your dick uh into the sand so it all sticks and then you shove it back in that's the angry pirate ha 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 Oh, like the, uh, oh God, I remember these, yeah. like this, like we, these weird, like masochistic sex positions that like, you know, you're like, oh God, is someone out there doing these? Um, no one's doing it. Oh, I feel like it was like, it was like a, along the vein of dead baby jokes. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. I remember because I remember some of those. I remember the Superman. I remember the Dirty Sanchez. Like, yeah, there was one called. Feels offensive now. Uh, a lot of them are offensive. I think one of them was like the ang- uh, I don't know if it's Angry Dragon or something like that. Um, but it's like when I you think I know this one. Yeah, it's like you're 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 getting a blowjob, and when they when you come while they're swallowing, you hit them on the back of the head. The oh. idea is they're supposed to snot it out, like snot oh. out the. Oh. Obviously, yeah, like super Obviously, I'm not blaming up. you. I'm not like yeah. I'm not oh, going yeah. Shay. <laughs> very poor taste to invent and do the, the enemy dragon. <laughs> you know, it's weird to even talk about it because I feel like I'm I'm breathing life into like this like almost <laughs> dead thing from my childhood. But I imagine some of these listeners like probably remember this themselves and look back you know at what? it with equal disgust. I think no, it, middle school was such a fucking traumatized. And we've talked about this. We've talked about this being like maybe the main appeal of. Um, What's the cartoon show with the sex monster? Uh, bad. Oh, Big uh, Mouth. B- I was going to say Bad Vibes. No, Big Mouth. You're right. <laughs> Everyone knows. Bad Vibes. The Everyone's uh, cartoon favorite. Yeah. And uh, I think that's what makes that show so fucking good. It's just like you. Uh, I mean, like, I cannot tell you how much of my like sixth to eighth grade experience I have like consciously actively blocked out just for like how completely traumatic it is as like you come into like your sexual own and like people start to experiment sexually and you're just terrified of the body of, of not only your body, but like another person's body. And you're like, you just hear all of this completely wrong information and you lie. I don't know about you, but I definitely lied. Like almost like self-defense, because if you didn't get li- if you didn't lie and you did like, oh yeah, there's this girl at this school in Canada that gives me hand jobs over the internet, like you'd get called gay. So it's just like you had to. You and me lived such similar but different lives. I was definitely not lying about about sex stuff. I was absolutely lying about sex that stuff. That is because so I think- funny. I hated you. <laughs> you were the guy I hated then in middle school. I was just like, made me feel insecure for just like being honest and being real. I was lying in self-defense. I was lying because everyone around me, and maybe they were lying too, but they seemed to be very sexually active. <laughs> Okay. Is, the, I love that this is the same person who's like, I guess I'll lie about an alien abduction <laughs> that happened. <laughs> like, we lie about everything, right? No, but I mean, it, it, like, there was a lot in sixth grade, too. We all started playing Truth or Dare, and it was like, you know, kids going off in the dark corners of uh, Mike Patterson's backyard. Like, you know, I dare you to, to sucky, sucky in the corner. And like, they just kids would just like, go away, but like, oh my fucking God, this is terrifying. I don't want anybody in this circle to sucky, sucky me. Oh my God. Is that what you guys called it back then? Uh, I, you know what? I don't know why I'm trying to not, I'm trying <sighs> to keep the word blowjob out of a, out of a, like an 11 year old's mouth. It's even way worse pest. to say sucky, sucky <laughs> when you're thinking of like a 12 year old. <laughs> you know what? Yes. So much worse. <laughs> you're right. You're absolutely right. hundred percent. You're not wrong. Uh, did you ever watch porn with your dad? <laughs> I love how you're starting this confessional, Ian. No, but tell me your story. <laughs> no, I just I just remember one time. I you know what's so funny is like I I feel trapped by it. I felt trapped by it. I was my mom and my mom was out of town. My sister was at a friend's house, and uh, I don't know. Like I, you know what's so funny is like I remember like they had their bedroom and then they had uh, a dog bed at the foot of the bed, and like I always lied laid on the dog bed with our dog. Um, and like we'd watch TV. My dad was in his computer. Um, and then like, you know, he was just kind of flipping through the TV. I was on the dog bed on the floor of his room. And uh, he's just flipping through the channels. And like all of a sudden this like sex thing comes on and he just starts watching it. And he like looks over and sees me and he has a decision to make as a parent. And you could just see him be like, 
I've already I've already stopped on it. Maybe maybe changing the channel like because he lingered. It's not just like he like flipped it, looked for a second, and then and then you know went on like oh 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 I'm I was surprised, uh, son. It's like he found the channel, stayed there for a minute, and then was like and then look and then like remembered I was there, and then it was just like. Uh, okay, I'm uh, now I'm the cool dad. Like, don't tell your mother we watched this, son. And then he just like put the remote down and just like leaned back. And I was like, oh fuck, we are in this for the long haul. And like, I just watched like 30 minutes of this fucking sex thing with my dad when I was like, I don't know, in seventh or eighth grade. And I was just like, I, I can't leave. Like, I can't just be like, I gotta go, dad. I'm really uncomfortable watching this porn with you. Oh my god, that sounds horrible. Have you ever talked to him? <laughs> talk to him? Did you ever discuss it with him ever? I, you know, we're talking about like the PTSD of middle school. Until we had this conversation, no, that was long buried. And when this conversation's oh over, god. I'm gonna bury it again, baby. That's so funny. No, I never had those experiences. Honestly, I don't. I think I. I don't remember if I told you this before. Maybe in an episode. I can't remember. But like, no, I never like did that kind of stuff. But I remember being in middle school, and honestly, like, I remember. I think even as late as my senior year, like I would watch porn with my friends. And I, I remember like when I was way, t way too, well, probably too old for this, for it to, actually maybe it's not too old. Maybe this is actually totally acceptable behavior. Sex positive. Maybe, maybe it's, it's very sex, posi sex positive. Yeah, maybe it is, honestly. Uh, it's weird to think about it now though, because because uh, of po possible implications that, like in today's, anyway. Uh, it's just like, <laughs> I remember it was, I remember very clearly, it was St. Patrick's Day, 2008. Me and my buddy Gabe, we are in my apartment. We're in my in my parents' house. We're watching porn. We're both wearing green short shorts, a green girls' tank top, and green wigs, and we're jacking off, sitting next to each other, looking at porn into green condoms, seeing who can who can come first in the condom. And we're just like looking at each other, just like looking, like glancing back and forth at each other and like the porn, just being like, who's going to come first? Who's going to come first? And I, I think we tied is how I remember it. And then I was just like, we like, we're like, ah, oh, that's so funny. And I remember we took the, took the cum filled condoms, held them up and took a Polaroid, like with our thumbs up, like, Hey, yeah. And I think I still have that photo. I, I feel like that would have been especially traumatizing to me. And I don't, I don't know what this is. Like, that, I don't would know have been, that would have been traumatizing for you? He, maybe. You know, maybe in high school it wouldn't have been, but like maybe in middle school it would have been more. Yeah, but I don't know. Like, I also feel like, I feel like if every guy, maybe, maybe not, I don't know. Maybe they're going to be like Ian and Shay, like what the fuck? <laughs> but like, I feel like every guy, if they're honest, is like, has a story where they have jerked off in the same room with a friend. Especially yeah. at that age where you're just like, yeah. you literally cannot control it. And you're just like, I got a bust. <laughs> you also, I feel like you just, I don't know. It's like, you don't even know what it means to control it. You're just like, oh, my body's just doing things. Like, I remember that age. Like, I didn't even know that I was supposed to try, you yeah. know, like that, I was, that it was like something I should be considering. Yeah, I mean, uh, God, you know what I'm, I'm reminded of too? And this is, this is maybe just like TMI, but like, I don't know what it is. All of my friends had like a gigantic ding dong wieners. And I was like, is something wrong with me? Like, like just like A plus dongs. I mean, like we're talking like, I don't think there was a single guy under seven and a half inches. And I'm like, is something wrong with me or is something wrong with all of you? Like, you're, did you grow up next to nuclear, nuclear power plants? <laughs> That's so, uh, honestly, the only wiener that I saw of my friends around that age was my, my friend Charlie. And we had very- The guy that you jacked off with? <laughs> no, that's Gabe. Actually, 
No, Gabe, yeah, Gabe, we are all like basically the exact same size, and which is not a, of an impressive size to any of the <laughs> listeners. <laughs> so like, yeah, so I was just like, ah, I, you know, back then I felt fine. In fact, it was only when I, when I got a little bit older and I started like really thinking about it and like looking at porn and like other things like that, that I actually started getting like insecure. And I was just like, oh yeah. shit, everyone else has these giant fucking cocks. And like, here I am <laughs> with a uh, boyfriend dick. Do you remember fucking Justine introducing <laughs> us to the term boyfriend yeah, dick? <laughs> boyfriend dick. And I was just like, I, am I, should my feelings be hurt right now? <laughs> <laughs> I actually loved it. I was like, oh, it's a cute thing. Or it's like, it's like a wholesome thing. Like I have a wholesome dick. I was like, I can vibe with that. Like I don't I mind that. Whole, I have a wholesome dick. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> At least it's like, it's validating in some way, which is like, I think what I really needed, you know, just like, oh, I want to, yeah. I want my dick to feel validated. Like I'm not going to have like this like monster cock that's going to scare people, which is what I, what I wanted as a younger man. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know, I'm glad, but I'm also glad I don't have the alternative, which is like the scary the scary big mm. one where like people are like I don't know how this is gonna work and you're like logistically we'll get to the bottom of it <laughs> <laughs> yeah you have to plan and you have to get special toys and there's yes. a lot more warm up I am I imagine uh, this that, is what I've yeah, been that, told like, turkey stuffing thing yeah, I don't know like the same tools <laughs> the gynecologist uses like I don't know how it works oh, but it fuck. doesn't look pleasant uh, yeah I'm, I'm sure that they've all found a way uh <laughs> There was something else I wanted to bring up related to this topic, but I can't, I can't remember now. Um, I was going to say, you know, uh, uh, before, before we, we move on, I, um, the, I, I do remember that my childhood friend who called me out for lying about UFO aliens, we used to pee in the same toilet together. And I remember our wieners were, were very much the same size and that, uh, that made us that, you know, I, I think I felt good up until high school and like all my friends and me were skinny dipping and I was just like, the fuck oh my god that's awful well you know what there's also apparently this is a real thing no no research on this but apparently the grower shower like thing is a real thing like some people i like remember early in my college years i was like i'm gonna get to the bottom of this whole thing and i i did did some research and apparently like there's just a uh it's some people just have a big difference in the percentage of growth that they go from between being flaccid and being fully erect and uh so there is a thing so maybe these people like they have these big dicks but as soon as they get hard i mean i don't know maybe you saw their dicks hard i have no idea you know this is the kind of thing it's just like if we just had like more gay friends and we just had honest conversations we're like talk to us about dicks like we only know our own <laughs> that well like what a shame it is that we uh, haven't seen more erect penises from real people so i i have uh, a couple of very close gay friends and uh, honestly and we've talked about this before too. Like this is one thing that makes me uncomfortable about like identity politics is that like it, things are not okay until like you pull these cards and then you're like, bah Um, But like, I would feel so uncomfortable if I, I, I would feel like they would think I was, I, I don't know, like taking advantage of our friendship or like, I, I wouldn't ask this to a female friend. Like, hey, maybe I would. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know if I would. I don't know if I would like walk up. To, I'm thinking about like some of my, my, my uh, women friends now. I don't know if I would walk up and be like, Tell me about your experience with dicks. Some friends, I think they would be very forthcoming. Like our friend Rachel, I, I think just if we were say to ask Rachel. her, like, yeah. we were like, make us a spreadsheet. She'd have names, heights, like average income, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> car type. Like we would get a lot of a wealth of information from her. But other friends, I'd be like, I think they'd be very uncomfortable. And um, you know, I've talked with my friends about their sex lives, but I, I wonder if um, me like uh, asking, I don't know, like, hey, what's your What's your preferable dick size? Like, I wonder if they would think that's more for me than them. You know that? Well, okay, yeah. Um, 
it's actually super, super interesting you say that for a couple of reasons. Like one, like I, it's funny. I didn't think of like women. Cause like, I definitely like talk to women about <laughs> sex all the time. Uh, and like, or like, I, you know, at least I have like in the past. Um, but, but yeah, I feel like one, it's like, I'm somehow like, uh, implicitly involved in that comparison. Like as far as they're concerned and like, I don't want them to be like, I don't know something about that, that vulnerability feels weird. And also if somehow it feels like we're opening the door for like a conversation about sex between me and like a female friend. And like, then it's like directly introducing myself into that conversation in a way that I think I'm just a little too uncomfortable with. I'm just like, I don't know if I want to be talking about my own dick size to you because I don't, I don't like definitely don't want it to be in like the dick pick realm where it's yeah. like talking about my dick. Here's my dick. Let's think about my dick. You know? <laughs> talking about my dick. Here's my dick. Here's the dick. But the other thing was like, I had a, or, like I remember being 20. I had uh, a threesome with my girlfriend at the time and her best friend. And, um, uh, it was a fine threesome, like especially back then. Like, especially back then, I was a very selfish lover. Especially, back I was just so selfish, and like all I was just like, I was like, we're gonna we're gonna hit the basics. We're gonna see everything. We're gonna do everything I've seen in porn. We're gonna do this, and then you're gonna do this, and then we're gonna switch. And like I had, we're like, gonna hit the basics. <laughs> like, I just, I I love that term because like I I feel like I kind of get it, but I have no idea what it means. Yeah. We're gonna hit the basics. <laughs> Basically, I'm just like stuff you see in porn for threesome stuff that or stuff I had seen at the time in porn. Okay. Anyway, and then anyway later, this is like a super traumatizing thing for me. Or was at the time, especially like 20 year old insecure Shay. Yeah. I go to my girlfriend's house a couple of weeks later, and uh, on the desk, I just I had just arrived. She's like going into the kitchen. She's doing something. I had just arrived, and I look on the on the kitchen table. And there is just uh, just like some scribbles on it on a piece of paper. And I'm looking at it and I'm like, oh, it's a, it's a list of names here and my name's on it. And I was like, oh, that's weird. And it's going from like one to like a nine or 10 or something like that. Yeah. And I'm number four. And I'm like, what is this list? And then it was a list of dick size from smallest oh. to largest. And there was a oh, dick no. And I was like. Oh shit. I was like, <laughs> and I looked at, and, I, and my girlfriend comes up and sees me looking at it. And then like the look on her face, like we were just very clear, like what was just discovered. And, uh, Oh my God. It fucked with me for a little bit too. And for like a little while I was like, Oh my, yeah. It, it, oh my God. So that fucked with my masculine, like my concept of masculinity at the time, which was so tied into like those physical aspects of my own body. Yeah, yeah. And like, anyway, it was fucking crazy and maybe that's also why i'm not talking about dick size with other women anymore <laughs> that's so uh, you know what it's so f- wow like th- luckily that's never happened to me but um yeah it's like geez just christ you know what's so funny too is like i also feel like if you did bring it up and you were just like you know oh, oh, what's what's a good size and they like you have to you have to poker face if the size that they name is bigger than yours so you'd be like hmm tight yeah tight yeah just like <laughs> totally you're just gonna be like Absolutely. Definitely. I feel the same way. <laughs> yeah, that uh, it's really, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it's also funny too. Uh, you know, it's so funny that uh, I, I actually love that, like, we're having this, like, totally tangential conversation because sometimes <laughs> these tend to be my favorite. Um, yeah. I remember the first time I heard about penis envy. Like, I just remember seeing, you know, hearing that phrase and be like, oh, yeah, I get that. I, I have that. <laughs> and then, like later getting, getting to college and finding out that it, it was this idea that uh penis envy is women envy they don't have a penis which is why they end up with um like trauma or whatever anxiety and i was like that can't be right 
<laughs> that is, that's wrong. When I, I have penis envy, not women can't have penis envy. They can have titty envy. T-I-D-D-Y, titty. But they cannot have penis envy. Okay, well, yeah. So, But like speaking of penis envy, I'm actually curious if it still holds the same colloquial definition that it held back in the day. Because I, I remember like when we first learned about it, it, it was like what you're talking about. Like that's at least how I understood it. But I'm wondering if now with like uh, a better understanding as a society of like gender fluidity, if penis envy means something else. You know, <clears throat> I, I don't know. Because I remember watching like RuPaul's Drag Race one season. And uh, maybe this was for makeup camp. And like one <sighs> of the... Uh, one of the drag queens got, you know, got naked and uh, like they were like, oh, look at him. He's got a horse cock. And like they were all just like, <laughs> and I'm like, I, I, yeah, I don't I wonder if it has the same like uh, f- like feelings that it does like in the straight community. Because like like I, I don't know, male attitudes toward like straight male attitudes toward the penis are fucking fascinating. Like they're yeah. so fucking interesting. Um I think we could talk about them for for days and weeks and years, uh, but should we? Is my question, Jay. Well, on a, okay. Well, just on that note, like when we did friendship camp, I ended up talking with one of the guys uh, that I connected with through Bumble BFF uh, about the gay community. About yeah, basically about the gay community and their relationship to, to penises. Just to be like, yeah, so like, what's this about? And for some reason, I, we, I don't know why we were talking about our own. It was me, uh, my my other straight friend who I met from there, and then um, the gay my gay friend, and uh, he was just kind of teaching us, which was really really cool of him. And he was basically just informing us that like I guess like in the gay community, I, which makes it makes a lot of sense to me. He's like, yeah, you have to think about penises like a, a really different because you're you're you want to have a partner with uh a, i guess like a penis that you like but you also don't want it to be nicer than your own because you were like directly comparing yourself to your partner so it's like there's like this yeah. weird like balance and i mean the the dynamics like the sexual dynamics and just like i guess like kind of like implied hierarchy that we all like kind of live under like in our society like i just can't imagine the mental gymnastics you have to go through like for i mean i guess we kind of did a similar version we did like a straight uh and uh analogy to that but it's still yeah. super fascinating like i kind of wish i could go back and do it again and just be like, but like, be gay. I know it doesn't work like that, but like, <laughs> kind of sucks because it'd be fun, like, to like learn that. God, that is, yeah, that is that is interesting. Like, you have a partner with like a much bigger one than yours, and they're like, you know, oh, what's the matter? Like, nothing. <laughs> nothing. It's fine. Nothing. I, it's fine. Yeah, I, yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, what? It, I, I don't know. Every once in a while, I still get like a little insecure about my my own body, and I'm just like about my dick. I was just trying to be like euphemistic, <laughs> but you know, yeah. and like, and I think about it, I'm like, ah, it's fine. But like every once in a while I think about it and then it's just like, I can't imagine if I was feeling that way. And I was just like constantly having sex with someone with a, a, a like a much bigger or like, and, I, or maybe just like air quotes, better dick. I'm just like, man, that probably better, might, better yeah, ding dong, better ding dong. Like, oh. <laughs> like, yo, that, I feel like that might bother me. I guess I mean like what it is what is it better? Is it more aerodynamic? Like <laughs> faster. I don't think it matters that it's aerodynamic. I think it matters that it's like flesh dynamic. It gets in and out of the flesh 
with as little drag as possible. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right. So anyway, should we move on to the, uh, the I don't know, my, what might have just become a minor topic following that very interesting off-the-cuff conversation yeah. about uh, the male anatomy and male psychology generally. So for our female listeners, that was either really disturbing to you or very educational and informative. So... Shay and I are going to be soon moving uh, some of this program to TikTok in order to, you know, further reach the masses as every, you know, I, I don't know, content creator is wont to do. And I found this really interesting article in Harper's that kind of talks about, I, I, I don't know, I feel like it encapsulates a multitude of different generational attitudes toward TikTok and like some of the hope that people have placed in it. And like, I think some of the animosity non-TikTokers feel toward it. Um, so in this article, this this writer named uh, Barrett Swanson, who I think is, I don't know, he doesn't allude to, he doesn't name his age, probably because he's so self-conscious he's hanging out with, you know, 20-year-olds, as he even mentions in the article, um, basically lives in this TikTok mansion with all of these TikTokers uh, and proceeds to talk shit about them. And uh, Shane and are basically going to discuss if like some of this... I, I don't know. Criticism is warranted. Shay, do you think that's like an accurate take about uh, of what's about to happen? Yeah, I think it's interesting. I so I read the article too. I didn't finish it because you know that's like the content's kind of more Ian's job. I'm like really <laughs> the technical guy. Uh, but I, uh, it's funny because already like I, your opinion uh, is not exactly the same opinion I share about like the guy's experience because I think I like. Just, I mean, he, it was a little much at times, but I think like just generally his tone, I was like, I think I agree mostly with what this guy's saying. I mean, if anything, I thought this guy was like a little pompous or like pretentious, really. Have, yeah, a little it, heavy handed. Yeah, um, yeah. It, it's, it's weird because I think, I think I agree with plenty of it, but then part of me thinks, wonders if this is again, just like a generational attitude. Like, is this how our parents felt about us? Being on MySpace, you know, like, look, I've I've organized my top eight friends. Everyone I know can see who I'm closest with. So just just to kind of give you an idea of like how how it starts a little bit. Um, he he opens with, for the past 24 hours, I've been dwelling among the influencers at Clubhouse for the boys, enduring bouts of dick jokes and long glugs of white claw, the sort of shaving male camaraderie you're apt to find in frat houses or hunting lodges. And then, and then he like kind of switches here and he goes, among the various house rules, uh, which are enumerated on a whiteboard in the diving, dining room, are bold-faced injunctions to wake up by 10 a.m., refrain from drinking Sunday through Thursday, hold house meetings every morning at 11.30, and furnish brand deliverables before inviting guests. And I think he's trying to kind of paint this as like a dystopian entertainment future. But I mean, it just kind of sounds like he's among a bunch of people, a young people, that also kind of have their shit together in terms of like, Turning out content, Shay, would you agree? I don't know. I mean, do we, uh, look, back it up a second. Have we laid the foundation of what we're talking about? That it's like a TikTok mansion. Have we? Feel, have we well, talked about get the, there? <laughs> <laughs> but that's what's happening, right? So, like this guy goes to a TikTok mansion. Like this house exists. So it's a, tic, a TikTok. Okay, so and a TikTok mansion for anyone who's going, what the fuck is a TikTok mansion? Basically, TikTokers that have either earned enough, you know, money by themselves will throw in on a mansion together and then they will just turn it into a content, basically a factory. They will basically turn these mansions into content factories and make them places for like dancing and sexy pics and parties and like videos, like all your favorite TikTok shit. And then uh, in this like recent phenomenon that's unfolding, basically people are fronting capital for these TikTok mansions and then taking like 20% as like, as this is the case of uh, the For the Boys house in the article. 
It's like, is that what's disturbing to you? This like, and we talked about this a little bit previously that like entertainment is kind of coming like full circle where it's like uh, capital is essentially like renting out um, the access to like entertainment and then like collecting on top of that or collecting on what's earned. It's weird because you can obviously see like the similarities or I think the similarities are obvious between this and like real world from MTV like in the early 90s or whatever. Oh well, shit! Honestly, I never thought of that. Oh, that's actually wow. That actually, man, you kind of just pulled the rug out from under me. A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, that's like how I'm thinking of it. It's but it's like it's with TikTok, right? So it's like, yeah, it's weird because they're like they're in charge of creating. Like, there's no, there's not a producer. Like, they are their own producers here. Yeah, which is like, I mean, that's I guess like the weirdest thing about it. I, 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 I don't know. I don't know because at one point you could be like, well, it's not, it's no longer like, demo like it went from maybe where you have a network like MTV hiring all these people, hiring directors, getting cameras, like everyone, like being in charge of everything and then getting like actors who are just like their own people or who are basically playing exaggerated versions of themselves and doing whatever. And then we've like gone to like social media. We cared more about each other, whatever. And then now we care about these fake versions of ourselves. And now we're kind of yeah. taking that and putting that in the house. The difference here is now like, instead of having the network on charge, you have investors in charge and you are your own content creator. So it's like having like 10 real worlds playing out in one real world house, which is, it's interesting. I don't know. It feels like more of the same I, shit. I, I love something. I love something that you just said. It's like because you know the real world. I think, uh, and we talked about this in several other camps. The Hawthorne effect. Like as soon as the camera's on you, you're acting differently. So it's like it's not like anybody in the real world was truly authentic. Although maybe by the end, some of their like truer selves were coming out as the cameras became more and more invisible, and the like the the relationships with the people around them became more and more real and less superficial. But it's like it's weird. Yeah, it's like this. Like, ah, is it a more like authentic version of the real world or is it a less authentic version of the real world? I think it's far less authentic. Yeah, um, that's interesting. Because I mean, because not only now, they're not just presenting as like, hi, this is me. I'm just turning the camera on in my apartment. They're like, this is me dancing, shaking my little sexy boy hips, you know, for, for all the ogling eyes on the internet. Like this is, this is way more curated and it's like very much with the sole intention of like being immediately appealing to a viewer who has less than like two seconds to decide if they're going to continue watching or not. Uh, yeah, I, I like that a lot. All right. So kind of uh, clarifying what you'd mentioned earlier about the mansion. Um, so the boy, the, for the house, for the boy's house, live in a 7,000 square foot mansion, a residence whose value is roughly $8 million and whose rent is $35,000 a month. And I feel like this is where the professor tells on himself a little bit and goes, which it must be said is more than half of what I make in a year as a tenure-track university professor. Did that need to be said? Like, was anybody, did anybody care? They're like, oh, good, I know, now I know what your salary is. Thank you very much. I was dying to know that. <laughs> Uh, I think it's, I mean, it's an interesting point, right? It's like, hey, I'm, but I'm tenure, I'm a tenure truck professor. I'm like, assumedly adding something to like the grander human project in a way that you could argue these kids aren't. It feels a little bit like a savior complex. And honestly, mm. it's something that, and, and you know, what's so funny is the reason I think this article rubbed me like the wrong way so much is because I used to be this guy, a less successful version of him. But at least in terms of my thinking is like what I really am as a teacher, 
You know, it's like because you're you're treated like shit, you're completely disregarded, you're paid like shit. So you start to play these like rationalization game about how noble and important what you're actually doing is. Um, and I, I, I like recognize myself in this and I'm like, I don't know if I grew out of that or I just removed myself from it. But it's like th- like who's to say that you have to go to university to like learn these important like these critical moral lessons. Like you majored in in finance, and I know you maybe took one or two of these, like you know, th- like I, I don't know, humanities class. I was going to say thinking classes, and that was very rude, <laughs> derogatory. You took a class where you had to think. No, I know you're a very smart guy. You took a couple humanities courses, and I I don't think you would say that like that's where you learned the value of ethics. No, yeah, I guess not. Uh, yeah, I don't know where, but honestly, you know what? Where I I think it's weird because I do think that. Y- it was. I mean, it was because of university, uh, because of going to college, that like I developed those skills. Like I'm very wary of where I would have been otherwise. Uh, I probably yeah. wouldn't have left my like shitty, very shitty hometown, you know, and where I definitely would have become like addicted to like meth or something. Like I'm, I'm only like half joking. Like uh, I really don't see like a, a good future for where I probably would have been if I had stayed there because there's just there's just nothing there so like yeah I, it's funny because all right what i really do see though and i, I mean you you mentioned it but i think I, I i do i think that's why you hate it this is this is a mirror of an uh, of an uh, a bizarro ian like <laughs> if ian had just taken a slight uh, left when he took a right like this what this is would have been you even just like the writing i was like oh this is like really big words and like you use all these like big super <laughs> inaccessible words <laughs> and like you were a teacher you were a writer like yeah, yeah i think that's what you hate about this is because you see bits of yourself, maybe bits that you've rejected in yourself or don't like about yourself. And that's what you're seeing here. I think that's totally fair. And that's, I think maybe why, but, and it's interesting too, because it's like a world that I used to be a part of and a world that I'm now kind of entering. And it's just like, I'm still kind of processing how to think about both. And like the, the picture that the rosy portrait of like the moral, like figure of the teacher is definitely one that doesn't actually exist. Like that is just as much a fiction as like as vapid and shallow are the as are these fucking kids who as he just mentioned previously like have a very rigid schedule and are very aware of like the amount of work they need to do to like how serious they need to be in terms of thinking of content is the content like is it quote unquote worth watching no probably not but at least at least they're like thinking about it and getting those wheels turning and they're young you know it's like think about how what we were like at 21 22 years old well the rigid schedule you're describing i think is a little bit generous they have to make three <laughs> videos a week and wake no, up a day by, no it's three videos a week is what it said it says it says here uh, the article says three to five videos per week they have to wake oh, up to the clubhouse to the clubhouse accounts but then also on their personal accounts oh Okay, yeah. interesting. So it's like I mean they're they're turning out a ton of content. Like they're doing they're they're managing their individual brands and then also the clubhouse brands. But like I'm glad you mentioned that thing about um you know kind of like the 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 dark mirror because uh, like according to a poll released in 2019, some 54% of Americans between the ages of 13 and 38 would if given the chance become a social media influencer. A whopping 12% believed that this term already fit them. Shay are we social media influencers? No. <laughs> I think we I mean, we and have it's to have more like is this what, is that is that what but is that what we're trying to do? Is that our goal here to be influencers? Yeah. Fuck man. Uh I don't think so. I think the I think as our uh intro 
very clearly states, this is a boot camp into the world we thought we knew. We're just trying to test some biases and preconceptions and hold, we're trying to hold the mirror up. We're trying to say, hey, you listener or watcher at home, have you thought about why you think that way? And that's, <laughs> that's like our whole goal. And we're also trying to get filthy rich in the process. So if well, you haven't subscribed you, to our Patreon yet, now is a perfect opportunity. Well, let me ask you uh, another question then. Um, what's the difference between us and an influencer? Like, because I, I mean, is the difference between this this guy writing this article that he has a, an advanced degree and like, so he's an authority and not an influencer, like as opposed to us who maybe don't have like the the backing in this quote unquote field? Like, isn't isn't an influencer kind of just like a DIYer? Uh, I think it maybe used to be I feel like in the early days of Instagram when like, I f feel like this is where this came from. It's kind of, it's kind of, I feel like it is born of Instagram. I wonder if that's true. No, I think it was born of MySpace actually. But, um, I think the idea back then was like, you were more of like a lifestyle person. You were like, uh, what I feel like what would have just been called like a socialite, uh, you know, way back when like people who are famous just for being famous like maybe like a marilyn monroe character um except i think she, you know obviously she was like an actress and stuff as well mm -hmm. um and maybe maybe a singer i don't know anything about her but anyway uh i think what's different now though is that influencers are like basically models that dance and 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 sell the idea of being like rich and privileged in a lot of ways oh. is that is that is that fair? I, I like that, but whole, yeah, I'm I'm gonna sit on that. But in the meantime, like, so we'll we'll move on too because he goes on to write. So the guy that owns the guy that owns this house, um, is a basically like Amir Ben Yohannan, the CEO of the clubhouse venture and real estate mogul from New Jersey. He describes the state of the collab house industry this way. It almost reminds me of the old days in the U.S. when people got on their horses and buggies and went for the gold rush, went west for the gold rush and everything was uncharted territory. And they got to California and Colorado, and they marked their territories, and they said, this is mine. And they started digging, and some of them made a lot of money, and some of them didn't succeed, and it was totally unregulated. A lot of people are just dropping out of college and moving here, literally with a bag, and the hopes of becoming an influencer. Do you still feel like, do you feel like we're in the Wild West days of the internet? Like, I, I've... Uh, Sometimes I think we are, but then some, I f it feels pretty regulated. Like it feels like the transcontinental railroad has come in and put up police stations everywhere. The saloons are closing down and no one's, uh, you know, shooting people for spitting on their foot. Like, no, I think as soon as like investors are coming in and, and setting up, you know, like co content mills, that's not the Wild West. I feel like this is that's like a more like optimistic idea. Like he wants it to be the Wild West. I mean, I think it's it's like a new idea, like it's like a it's a it's an iteration of like an existing thing and i think it's like i th honestly i do think this idea is like pretty innovative in a way not in like a way that like i want to see more of it but i think it was like it was like a pretty smart idea when it first started now obviously it's like apparently incredibly saturated and i guess like fucked a little fucked up i guess if i'm yeah. being honest so Pro i mean i wonder if we're gonna see something like memoirs of of a tiktok houser in the future and it's going to be just like the same shit we heard in like all these memoirs about the playboy mansion where there's just like dead tigers in the hallway and like black mold growing from the ceiling just like Jeez. just really awful cd shit so like when when the guy talks about all these like youngsters moving out uh the, the writer of the article like you know mr uh, lord and savior um 
he kind of like asks these kids, he's like, yeah, are you worried about going to college? And he, he brings up this point. He says like, where the average college grad rakes in 50,000 a year, an influencer with more than a million followers can net that much in a month. And at a moment when virtually every other industry is shrinking, if not flattening, the influencer marketing industry is projected to be worth $15 billion by 2022 and currently accounts for roughly 15% of the total global ad spend. Does, should that dismay us or should that be like, okay, like, that's that's great. That means like potentially I could do some shit on the internet and like quit my job. It just feels like K-pop to me. Like, um, you know, like the same, it's like a K-pop, like this is like a K-pop mill, like where, yeah, you can maybe be rich beyond your wildest dreams for doing this. I mean, obviously this feels like a lot less talent goes into it, but like, it's like a one in a million shot. You'll be super fucking rich for no really good reason, but probably not. I just, I just keep thinking of like, I, I, I don't know. It, it feels, and I don't think I'm necessarily thinking of this even from like the, the purview of like influencers per se. But it's just like, I think if I'm thinking of different levels of influence, I was like, yeah, like I probably wouldn't listen to any of the ideas posited by any of the TikTok kids. But maybe I'm thinking about like people like, you know, podcasters in a sense. I think a lot of those, like if a lot of the podcasts I listen to, if you Google them, they show up on a website called Influencer Watch. And I think that there's kind of this smack of elitism where it's this idea of like, well, I paid money to go to college and I worked for my ideas. So there are like, social levels of like reinforcement that support the the idea that my ideas are worth listening to because i learned how to think about the ideas and you did not like do you do you i i don't know like did the did that tone come through to you in this article at all like do you feel like that's kind of what some of these people are getting at some of these people like the author here but it's not it's not just it like this is one article i feel like of many like i don't think anybody's writing about this trend of young people making, you know, millions of dollars dancing on TikTok. They're like, this, like, nothing could be worse for society than this. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it doesn't sound great, if I'm being honest. So, I, I don't know. Yes? No? Yeah. I don't know what your question was. So, kind of like, kind of like skipping ahead. I, I definitely don't want to read all of this, but just some of the stuff that, like, stands out in terms of, I don't know, I guess, like, how we're supposed to start thinking about, you know, what happens if we don't go to college? You know, like like if college is necessarily the answer, because he writes, there's a fungible supply of well-complected youngsters constantly streaming into Los Angeles. Only a very small percentage of these kids will actually make it in the industry. The rest of them, Amir tells me, will eventually just cycle through. The precarity of their situation prompts me to ask the boys the following unkind question. Are they wary at all about deferring college? I feel, I don't know, but I feel like this is kind of like a bad faith system justifying status quo question where it's just like, no, like, yeah, there's problems in the world. So the solution is to keep doing the same thing. I mean, like we've been putting people through university in growing numbers. Like, I, I, I don't know, like our generation, I think is the most educated in history and like not, nothing's gotten better. So uh, like asking these kids if they regret not going to college, if you're a, if you're a Gen Z, and you see in the news all the time stories of millennials basically fucking begging Joe Biden to forgive their student debt and then like be asked this question like, aren't you worried about not going to college? Like, I just feel like he's really kind of missing like what's going on socially and then like turning on this criticism like these these stupid kids don't even realize what they're doing. They're not going to go to college. I guess like the way I see this is like it is 
worried that these people are being exploited in a different way, a different exploitative system that might be actually worse than the um, the assembly line of, of effectively from like public school, college, workplace, whatever. This is like a little bit more exploitative in the sense like you're going to be good uh, as long as you're pretty and can dance and pe- and young people want to look at you. But then after that, what the fuck are you going to do? And like some of them will probably do well. But most of them probably, even the ones that get somewhat successful, probably won't. And then what will their backup plan be? And and this is a thing that, like, I I wonder if it's necessarily in, like, good or bad faith. Because, like, I know that, you know, you actually shared an article on your social media that said, you were like, this is great. Um, that some companies were no longer going to be requiring that you go to college for them to apply there. And they're like, yeah, like, we understand that this route isn't for anybody. And it doesn't necessarily indicate whether or not you're trainable. Um and it's like, I, I don't know, like, I, I, I was reading this and reminded of the statistic that, like, I think 80% of restaurants fail within, like, the first three years or something. And, mm. like, I feel like we don't talk as much shit about people that open restaurants. You know, like, there's not this many articles that, like, people that these people opening restaurants are fools. What will they do when their restaurant inevitably fails? Yeah, well, and I think of- the idea isn't that there's, like, a... a- Again, one of these chains of people graduating <laughs> high school, opening restaurants. Like, <laughs> I think like if that was the case, people would be like, oh, well, you should probably consider get learning about business before you open. I think like a lot of people who open restaurants probably already have done the college route or have like yeah. done some other career and are or, you know, maybe even the same, like been in restaurants for a long time. It's, it's, I also just think it's ironic, too, that like this, the guy writing this article is complaining about, they're like worried about, you know, quote unquote, oh, I'm just worried about these kids and their low skill. Like being a professor is kind of like being an English teacher is kind of like a low skill thing. Like mm. you're like, what do you, yeah, oh, uh, I teach people about Proust. And it's like the only reason this exists was because of like, you know, the democratization of the university following World War II. And then like an abundance of free time that we're seeing less and less and less of. So it's like, I think the, the market is almost like correcting in the sense that I wonder if we're going to start slowly seeing like the, the demise of this like liberal arts mindedness in, in universities. And he talks about this in the article. He's saying that like, I think in his state, the Republican government was, was like, the role of university shouldn't be to, um, you know, preach capital T truth and ask these like large questions about what is life. But like, you know, what what does the market need more of? Which is like something I disagree with. But this is kind of what I get from this article is this tone of like, oh my God, I'm becoming obsolete in this changing new world. And it's almost like he's taking it out on these kids who are basically learning how to use these computer programs to make like entertainment in a world that's becoming largely more based on uh, like life spent on your phone in 60 second you know bits of information i don't know i I don't think it's that they're just like hey i learned how to do this on my computer like it's like or on my phone like they are being commodified themselves like their entire life what isn't these days you know like but so would you support that like is that something you want to be saying like yeah more of that like if the guy's criticizing that then I mean, like, yeah, like, obviously, he's also part of a flawed system. But that doesn't yeah. mean that, like, criticism of another flawed system is, like, therefore defunct. Because, like, okay, yeah, you're complicit in one flawed system. Don't talk about another. I mean, yeah, maybe it's hypocritical. But that doesn't mean that the criticisms themselves are invalid. Well, I think it's also, too, like, again, like, it's this moralizing tone of the article where it's just, like, you know, without without me, without the university professor to teach them what truth and ethics are, they'll never learn dancing in front of their little cameras. And I think it's, and it's like, it's weird because to your end, yes, like, I 
do I want to become a, a TikTok influencer to the to in that capacity? I mean, like you and I have talked about doing things on the show where it's like, I'm so uncomfortable by that idea. Like when we talked about doing OnlyFans camp and like the idea of like jacking off in front of a camera petrified me. I was like, I, I, you know, like the, the commodification of myself to that extent, like, and not trying to um, disparage sex workers in any way, shape or form. It's just like, I, like, I couldn't never, I couldn't do that. I'd be, I'd be like, you know, I, I would fucking freeze up. And I, I don't know, like the, the dancing in front of a camera to that extent feels, they almost feel similar. Like it's, it's, it feels like the same thing in a way to me. Well, I mean, he even says it. It's like, there's like the pipeline, the, the now Some well, of them, well-established pipeline of people becoming influencers, getting a lot of followers and being like, actually, if I started an OnlyFans now, I would be fucking rich as shit, which I mean, like, good for you. Like, make your goddamn money, like 100%. Yeah. But um, I mean, it's it's all similar. It's all a commodification of like the body and and that stuff. Like, again, pro sex worker, like I love consuming sex work. So, like, <laughs> you know, no shame there. Um, but like, yeah. I don't know. I, I the, the work of influencers, like, I don't think I... I don't know. I, that seems like just way more vapid. And honestly, like, I feel like, all right, if we're talking about the great human project, what is more like, what is more important? Is it like this exploitative system or is it an exploitative system that also makes for people who are like future philosophers, future, like I'm thinking like STEM, our future engineers, the people who are going to like get us like out of this fucking planet after we burn it to death, burn it down, or the people who stop it from burning down in the first place. Like if everyone devoted their energy to this, which, which is, is like, not the English professor, which just, is not, you know, <laughs> well, but they all, but, but those people are the full, like the English professors sometimes become the philosophers. They do, they, they do their part. I, I was, I was talking about like the people who, who stop global warming. I mean, like I know they're uh, just yeah. like, it's getting bad folks. Um, mm. I was I was taking you literally and being pedantic. Um, yeah, I, I I don't know. It's it's weird because like I I agree with so much of what this person is saying, but but like uh, not that way. I'm like, man, I agree with you, but like the way you say it makes me not want to agree with you. <laughs> I I do think it's like an important conversation to have, and to, like maybe the way that it's happening isn't like to your point. Yeah, like not ethical. Like there's too much like hyper commodification, but like. Maybe for the people living in the TikTok mansion owned by someone else. But like, what about someone that like, you know, essentially creates their own channel and they're not all dancing. Like some of them, you know, they do like, here's a, hey, here's a, a bunch of information condensed into a one minute soundbite. Um, I mean, like, would you, obviously, I'm not going to say that you're not going to say that that's the same thing, but like, to, to what extent is it not the same thing? Like, how different is it in, in your, I don't know, idea of this stuff? Well, I, I think pretty different. Like, I don't think any of these collab, uh, like my understanding, and I could be wrong. My understanding is a lot of these collab houses aren't educational, like in nature. That's not what they're doing. I mean, I know, I know there are educational TikTok accounts. I mean, we just had Gia said on here, who's an educational TikTok, TikToker. Like, no, I 100% support that. But I also like, I think those are like generally less popular. They're like, I don't know. Uh, the TikTok, like TikTok feels like, weird to me like in the sense that like so much of it is so much of it is commodified like and also that there's like mm. children involved there's like so much like very sexual dancing women which like i mean I, as a consumer yeah, yeah. part of me really likes it but also i'm just thinking like should like 10 year olds be seeing this like i don't think so and like oh I mean, just in like literally two episodes ago you were like in sweden you turn on the tv and bam there are boobs there and that's fine now you're like i don't the dancing on tiktok is I don't know. I mean, maybe you're right. Maybe that's a hypocritical. I mean, I obviously there's a difference between nudity and like and sexuality and yeah. sexuality. So um, yeah, nothing. I mean, I I think I was saying that they were fucking on Big Brother. So uh, you know, fuck <laughs> yeah. me. But um, 
But uh, yeah, I don't know. Something about it does feel wrong. Uh, especially, you know what? It's because it's, it's a platform that's like primarily marketed towards kids. So it's not like, hey, we can't, I don't know if it's primarily, but like at least that's where it came from was like th- like children. So like having like all that stuff and like seeing like influencers and like um, influencers who are also sex workers, like using that as a primary marketing tool and where it's like there are so many children here. I was like, this feels fucking weird. Like, is there like an age restriction on OnlyFans? Like, if you want to see these naked pictures of these people, like, can you not do it? Like, should like kids be watching porn? Like, I don't know. I mean, we, we were kids. We, we, I don't know if you remember the first section of this episode, Shay, but there was a lot of kids watching porn sometimes with yeah. their friends. But I mean, I, I don't know. Like, you know, it's weird too, because like, I, I feel like I'm playing devil's advocate in this instance because, and, and while you were saying that, I just reminded me as well. I think the big, my, you know, my big problem with this is, is like as an educator, I've never looked at a group of young people as a, Jesus Christ, as an educator, as a former educator, I feel like I never looked at a group of young people and went like, you're unteachable. Like the way, like, I feel like there's this like damnation of these kids in this article and like, just like young people on the internet generally, it's just like, we're doomed because they'll never figure it out. And I'm just thinking about like, you know, me being a teacher and working with kids and then also being like a young person that didn't figure it out until very late. Like, I don't think I was 22 until I really started like, I don't know, 21 or something like that or 22 until I really started taking school seriously and being like, oh, like this is like a way out. And like, I loved my education. Like, don't get me wrong, but I mean, like, the world when I was 22 is so fucking different from the world when these kids are 22. And, like, I don't necessarily know that, like, this analog idea of a factory education where, like, you know, you go in and you and you get the grades and you leave and you're like, I'm enlightened. I, I don't necessarily think that, like, preaching the old ways is, is the answer necessarily either. Like, I, I, I'm with you that, like, I don't think that the, the TikTok future is, like, the 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 way you know out of this mess but i think that the version that the guy is talking about is kind of the same one that got us into the mess mm. so i i think like maybe that's that's my stance is like i'm kind of standing between a forked road and i'm like well neither of these things are good but you're trying to convince me that this way is the way and it's not so maybe that's what my problem is with this i think uh, probably, i i do think a lot of this is, has to do with how much of yourself you're seeing in this guy I'm being honest, because like I, I, his tone, while like a little pompous and pretentious, like doesn't doesn't bother me. Like I'm just like, okay, yeah, you're like an elitist. Um, but, like, and, like I like how like, you, that doesn't bother you. You're just like, oh, you're an elitist. I will continue to consume this content. But he's like unfazed. a face. At least he's like a poor elitist. <laughs> like I, think I prefer that. I'm like, all right, if you're not gonna make that much money, uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, if you're gonna be an elitist, I'd rather you be poor. Frankly, well, it's just it's just so funny, too, because like, you know, it's like all oh, these kids, you know, I know a lot of them. It doesn't last forever. And and to the author's credit, it it's it's funny because the article ends with like, oh, like, uh, you know, after this article was like edited, published, run through the gamut and come out uh, the TikTok, the the boys club for men, <laughs> whatever the hell that nation was called. Uh, the guy pulled the plug and like all the boys are separated And um, yeah, so some of them are trying to figure out how to do other stuff. And it's interesting because I feel like in a way, like this is why this mode of, uh, this you know, mode of uh, information communication is kind of going the way of the dinosaur in the sense that, you know, if we think about like, it just can't keep up with like the rapid pace of information. And that's why people have kind of eschewed the the literary magazine for podcasts and TikTok and Twitter. Like, and a lot of the revelations that this guy came to I'll be honest, I feel like I've I've seen in, in like Reddit chats and conversations on Twitter 
where people were like collectively working toward a conclusion or a theory. So it's just like, man, like I, everything that you you're saying in this article, I've probably seen ten times already on any of these number, like numerous different forums. Um, and it's just it's just funny to still be kind of like preaching that thing. It's like, dude, people like came to this conclusion and have moved past it. Like this is very ten months ago. <laughs> That's a short timeline, man. I mean, how many of all the ideas that we say on our podcast haven't been thought by anyone else ten months ago? Like everything we say is like our version of recycled ideas. It's not like we're coming to the table with too much that's brand new. Like cut the guy some slack. <laughs> <laughs> I don't no, know. I mean, like, absolutely I, not. No, the only ideas <laughs> worth are the only ideas worth sharing are the ones that have never been thought before. Like, are there not like ideas? No, like, no. you know, like democracy is an old idea. I still think we should be talking about the benefits of democracy. But but these, he's not talking about old ideas. He's talking about new ideas. And I'm like, we're we're not talking about new ideas necessarily. We're we're also talking about existing ideas. But like, this is a, a, a socio cultural piece talking about a phenomenon happening. Like, you know currently and it's not concurrent and it's like you know like he's like this is cutting news and it's like oh by the way the thing i'm writing about it stopped being a thing five months ago so whoopsie i i certainly didn't get the intent the intention that he was like this is a brand new thing never happened before i mean this, this felt more like a memoir to me like a, a like a memoir reflection and critique I, mean, I don't know. Maybe it's like a, a former memoir writer. It's just like, yeah, maybe a lot of it is like, oh, God, this this shit. Because, I mean, yeah. when you when you spend that much time writing it, when you spend that much time in um, like what's what's the word like writing workshops with like reading other people's things where they just like all take this attitude. And the attitude is the world makes me tired. The burden of my knowledge is too much for me to bear. I am sad. Mm. And yeah, I, I, I don't know, like. I agree that the tick. Do I think the TikTok stuff is bad? I don't know. I mean, I'm kind of unfazed by it. Good for these kids. Good for these kids that are like figuring it out. And like, it's just another way to connect. You know, like we did it with Facebook. We did it with MySpace. Our parents complain about how much we fucking text and FaceTime. Like my dad bemoans the loss of the voicemail. You know, he's like, oh, like why does it? people are texting? No one leaves me voicemails anymore. Our generation hates them. I don't know if. Well, I think the difference here is like. I, for, I don't think TikTok is as much about connecting as it is consuming for the first for, for the first point. And also, see, I think you're right about that. And I also, right I think that, that uh, yeah, we were like in our generation, there were our parents were complaining that we were spending too much time in front of our screens. And rightfully so, because that amount has only exploded since then. <laughs> it's not like we stopped doing it or like, yeah. it's like, oh, well, they're looking at just as much as we did and we turn out fine. It's like, actually, no, they're looking at it way more now than even we did when another <laughs> group of people were telling us it was too much. So, I mean, like yeah. at a certain point, like maybe, maybe yes, maybe it's like, okay, well, we're just doing the same thing that all generations do as we get older. We criticize the younger generations, but also... Like there have been times in, in those generations where the critiques were wrong or where the critiques were right. It's like, like older critiques, I'm sure in, in uh, you know, 1930s Germany was probably like, Hey, all this fascism kind of fucking sucks. And all the young fascists were like, no, I love it. You know, whatever. Yeah, okay. But come on. I mean, like you're, you're, you're going to extremes the parallel between TikTok. Yeah, it's okay. It's a good, a good you, analogy. Yeah, no, like, you yell at me for this all the time. You're like, you can't do that. I'm like, you're like, TikTok, fascism, frankly, Ian, I don't see the difference. The Nazis were very good at moving in sync, and so are these TikTokers. <laughs> My point is only that uh, sometimes critiquing other generations, 
Let me rephrase it. Well, I'm not critiquing uh, it. You're the one critiquing the other generation. I'm the one being like, I think these critiques are a little harsh. And you're like, look at you trying to critique these generations. You were just saying how like our parents critiqued us and yada, yada, yada. Yeah, but I mean, like, I again, like, because it's it's a technology that we, like, we grew up. I don't know. I mean, maybe it's funny. Like, it's a technology we grew up with. So, I, like, I feel like we know how to use it. Like. And like our gener- our, our parents' generation, like, I don't know, like they were completely defenseless, but they were completely taken off by Facebook because they didn't have the MySpace to Facebook pipeline. They were uh-huh. just like, ah, I'm connected. Uh-huh. Um, and I'm not saying, I'm not saying like that's what's going to happen to us. I'm not going to, I'm not going to be like, oh God, TikTok is making me fascist. I don't think they're going to have, they're not going to think that. They're just going to be like, I'm a totally normal person. I've just become fascist and that's okay. That's like the brainwashy, like, sh- that's why I'm more afraid of TikTok than... You think TikTok is going to make, like, a little army of fascists? Dude, in this article, the guy, the one of the, like, the, what is the media one coordinator? Of the yeah, yeah, what, one of the kids. Whatever, whatever. Like, what, yeah, one of the guys was just like, hey, I saw this thing, and they were saying how, like, Satanism is everywhere in Hollywood, and he's like, well, what's the source? And he's like, that I don't is, know. That's also on YouTube, your, your beloved uh, of YouTube course platform. It is. Yeah. Yeah, but, like, I'm just saying, it's also on TikTok, and the, the, the... the fact checkability on tiktok or like maybe even the 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 um the will to do it on tiktok is so much less because it's like 10 second clips it's going on you can't like there's no there's no accountability to anyone or anything on there not that there's a lot anywhere else but at least like fucking youtube is like hey this is probably fake i mean at least now finally yeah i know i like every every app i know is is essentially trying but i mean and it's funny too because like the way that he ends the article he kind of ends this article talking about like you know, it's it's not just these kids though, like that are that are people pleasing to the extent that, like, like you had mentioned earlier, you're essentially losing yourself in in this like version of self branding. But um, even his job as a professor, like he he's so worried about like his rate my professor grade that he's like, well, I just got I got to give out the easy A's, you know. Um, and it's not that necessarily like TikTok is going to be the end of the world, but it's it's a symptom. It's like the the bubbling cyst on the rotting body that is like the, you know, uh, American community um, that's essentially being overrun by, by algorithms. And like, that's really kind of like the, the big evil in, in all of this. Like that's the reveal at the end. It's like, psych, it's not TikTok, it's the algorithm. Um, which is like, I mean, like, I don't know. Like, I guess uh, my thing is like, are, these technologies aren't going to go away, right? So it's like, all we can do is essentially think about like, all right, like how can we utilize them responsibly? How can we, how can we talk about them in a way that's more evolved than, ooh, TikTok bad. And this is a guy who doesn't even like TikTok, but I'm just like, I, I like, I'm thinking about like, all right, well, like, how do I think about this from like a productive standpoint? You know, like, or, or how do I think about a positive relationship with a technology? Like, like any technology that yields good and bad, like the car, you know, fuck cars. They get me places I need to go, but they're very fucking bad. Yeah. I mean, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> It's so weird because like, I feel, I don't know, like, I feel like we agree, but we agree in like a different way. And I'm just like, no, you need to agree with me the way I see this thing. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, yeah, I agree. Like the algorithms suck. And I think like making like two, I'm confused because you're like, yeah, like these algorithms are awful. And TikTok is like part of the algorithm. But this guy criticizing TikTok and the algorithm is bad some because he's an elitist. So I mean, like, yeah, being an elitist sucks. But like, yeah, I think the guy, I don't know. The guy is fine. I don't know. The guy. The he guy sucks. He sucks as like a. I mean, he. Yeah, he's pompous. He's like a little elitist. But I, honestly, I liked the article. Like, if you, if he's not more pompous than like fucking Jonathan Franzen, 
You know, and I, I like Jonathan Franzen, so. I, I uh, you know, I never, I know, I don't have any problems with Jonathan. Actually, no, I, uh, when I was younger, I was like, Johnny! And again, like, it's just like, you know, it's interesting because I remember he like went on the the Tonight Show and was like, I don't like Twitter. You can't use the word although on Twitter. And Stephen Colbert was like, although you can do this, you can also do this on Twitter. And like everyone was just kind of like, ooh, that's awkward. The the award winning author could not like doesn't know what Twitter is, basically. Um, and he's like, well, I mean, like, I'm not a Luddite. And it's like you kind of just revealed yourself to be one. So it's like, I don't know. You can turn your nose up at this stuff and just be like. No, just say no. It's God. It's so funny. Like these these apps have become the new like dare campaign, right? Like dare to say no to TikTok. <sighs> yeah, I don't know. It's 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 weird. Like I guess I'm thinking about this from the standpoint of like a, a content producer in terms of like how do we continue to like yield the power of the democratization of entertainment, where it's like anyone can do it. You know, it's like a lot of these articles they feel like they're they're uh, like an appeal to bring back gatekeeping. Like, no, it was it was better. It was better when we had to, like, listen to songs that the radio stations picked out for us and read books that the major publishing companies decided were good and listen to the radio programs that the broadcasting stations decided were, were worthy. Um, and, like, this is, like, it's kind of the, co- like, this is, like, the cost of democracy, right? Is like, I mean, like, the algorithm isn't the cost I wanted to pay. Like, that's not the entry that I wanted. But, um, I mean, like, I, yeah, I don't know. It's, like, uh, I, I, if I'm thinking about it from the standpoint of uh, someone benefiting from the democratization of these, of like, you know, the entertainment platform, like, how do I think about this thing positively? And because it benefits me, you know, it benefits us, it benefits camp free education now available on Patreon. Uh, well, on that note, yeah. Donate to our Patreon. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anything else, Ian? You know what? No, absolutely not. I think we covered far more bases than we anticipated. I think that this was a lot to think about. And uh, frankly, Shay, I'm glad we could take this adventure together. Me too, brother. All right, I guess we'll see you at the next one. <laughs>